Come like on, Irene. baby. Irene? Richard? Hi, Ray. How are you? You look like the Kool-Aid man. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Thank you. You're in, the fe- you're in the festive spirit? Yep. That's good. It's the festivus for the rest of us. Is it because Bill's not here? You're happy? Yes. Yes, it is. Because I'll actually be able to talk like last week. It was nice. Oh, you're yeah. always so much uh, you're always so much more pleasant when uh when the queen is not here. Well, you should try to be around him when there's a gun pointed at your head at any range, because if you say the wrong thing, he's just gonna pew pew. Yeah, no, I, I mean I, I felt the pressure uh being on on uh, you should still feel the pressure. Places. You should still feel the pressure. It's coming. It's yeah, coming. No, but he's going to be blackout drunk for the next several days. So I feel like this is this is a uh, a free time. This is a free time. I like that. I like I like how you put that. Free time. Yeah. Uh, do you like my camo? I do. I, I can't see you. Oh yeah. You can only see my uh, face. Yeah. Just from the else. neck up. And your hands now. Hello. I don't know what to do with my hands. <laughs> <laughs> uh yeah this was a gift nice gift i like it kind of a gift yeah it was something in between did someone uh, make it did someone make the camo i can't tell you it's like are they, are they from the native american tribe or something this is christmas eve uh welcome everybody listening it's christmas eve thanks for listening uh tomorrow is christmas i hope santa's coming for you all um ray is not santa claus nope a surprise. Rich's mother is not a ho ho ho. Okay. Uh, hey, Ray, uh, why don't you say we start the show? Uh, we've got some guests on the show for the first time in a little bit. Uh, uh, a big guest appearance here. And, is this the uh, first recurring guest we've had? It might be the first recurring guest. Wow. This is awesome. Yeah. No, it's um, it's it's pretty exciting. But before we do that, uh, let us do some opening takes uh, for the show, the Simple Mind Sports Show, where we uh, tackle everything and all things New England sports. Ray, uh, why don't you kick us off, seeing as I don't have one because it's the Christmas season and I'm pulling a bill, just winging it. Uh, I'm going to use a line from my favorite Christmas movie. Uh, this is it. Don't get scared now. Bills Patriots Sunday, one o'clock. This is it. Do or die for the AFC East. It's nut punching time, boys, because if we don't win this, it is going to be a long crawl to the playoffs. Maybe a wild card, maybe the seventh seed. It's not going to look good. We have to go out there and play our very best. Mac Jones will throw the ball, I guarantee, more than three times this week. Ooh. And yeah, this is a huge game. This is probably the biggest game that we've had in a very, very long time at Gillette Stadium. Strong guarantee that mm-hmm. he'll throw over three times. If he doesn't throw over three times, I'll cut my dick off. Oh, God damn it. I have not wished injury on Mac Jones all season, but this is, I would sacrifice the division <laughs> for this. I would sacrifice, I would take a Kansas City Tom Brady game shot to the knee. <laughs> a couple, couple short pass attempts to Bourne, maybe, maybe a little screen to, uh, he'll have to, three and uh, then you'll get hurt. It'll be like, no. <laughs> Someone named Glenn Sickle is trying to get into our show, uh, our Zoom session right now. What about uh, to my knowledge, none of these. Oh, maybe that's Beam. We only know him as Beam. Maybe it is. Yeah, I don't know his okay. real name. Well, he's not coming in yet, but that's a good way to start that off. I'll give you. I'll give you an opening take here. Um, I watched uh, the last two Celtics games, Philly and um, who they Cleveland. 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 I think it was the Philly game. That, that I'm referring to now. Yeah, it was this Philly game. Marcus smart 
in the fourth quarter uh, was driving against Tybal, Tybal, Tybal. Mm-hmm. And this is a little bit of the airing of grievances, which we'll get to the, at the end of the show. But I'm so fucking sick of the NBA ruining mm-hmm. the sport that I love. Probably my favorite sport. We grew up playing it. I didn't grow up uh, playing football. Football is probably maybe the second. Anyway, besides the point, I'm so fucking sick of the NBA putting their dirty little hands into the sport and fucking it all up. Get rid of replay in the NBA. You don't need it. The game is uh, takes forever. It, it takes forever with the replays. The flagrants, flagrant one, flagrant two in the technical field. Get rid of them. Get rid of them. Just get fucking end of technicals. Yeah, make it it's a technical. Ridiculous. It all yeah. goes all the way down to the college level too, and it just gives these fucking chump punk refs all so much power and they all of these and they guys, use it and they, they use just, it all oh, yeah drive so on it and it's oh, so yeah. annoying to watch with a game that has already become what uh, a lot of non-basketball fans bill would describe as unwatchable in the way that it's being played the the the, the way that it's being officiated it's it is unwatchable it is yeah. It's it's driving me insane. So well, it's crazy too. Real quick, because one time, like one thing's a foul, the next game, oh, that's not a foul. That's a game of uh, play in progress. Keep going. It's like fucking a. Just everything should be like cemented in stone. This is what a foul is. This is a travel. Call yeah. it as you see it, and they don't do it. And it's just so fucking annoying. Yeah, they try to ad- adjust the rules to affect their game, similar to like what football does. But basketball game, a basketball game moves too fast. To officiate yeah. like that football, you can kind of do that because their whistle really does affect a swing of the game. The basketball thing, like it, you, if you whistle every, you like, you have to blow a whistle every five minutes to really get a rule cemented. Yeah. And like, that makes it unwatchable. So anyway, there's a little tease for our uh, Aaron of grievances, which will not be as satisfying without Bill here. Cause I'm sure 50% of them are about Bill. <laughs> But uh, he'll listen back and have something to say about it whenever he oh, comes back. He, from he's Christmas not on the show. Trip. He ain't going to listen. No, that's true. He's probably not. Uh, well, I'll tell you what. Our guests are waiting in the uh, waiting room here. So why don't we go ahead and uh, get the show started? And I'll say welcome to the Simple Minds Sports Show. Friday headlines, December 24th. Easy one Boom, to remember. That was an easy one. <laughs> it's the day before Jesus was born. Welcome and uh, Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. Uh, if you're watching on YouTube, please, uh, first of all, I am here. It's not just my head. Uh, I'm just wearing a camo underneath a mm. uh, camo it's shirt. It's confusing so you, the fuck out of me right yeah, now. If you can't see me, I understand, but I am here in full. This is not a hologram. It's not a... Uh, um, <laughs> Tupac. Tupac did that. <laughs> yeah, I've been drinking today. My mind's a little bit blank. Uh, so I'm here. So please subscribe, rate, review. I'll be here uh, almost every time. If I'm not, Ray will be, and that's nice. Uh, if you're listening on the podcast, do the same. Subscribe, rate, review, and tell your friends. Send it among the masses. And tell your friends to shoot on down to White Birch Brewing, the best craft brewing in New Hampshire, Nashville, New Hampshire. Ray address, please. 460 Amherst Street. You go outside of Amherst Street, head on down there, get yourself a flight, get yourself a pint, get yourself the best beer uh, New Hampshire has to offer. Check out a game down there. If you can't get to the brewery, then get at your local beer store. Wherever you get it, tell them the Civil Minds boys sent you White Birch Brewing. All right. What do you say we uh, invite the boys from Back Porch Podcast, uh, Back Porch Media in? Uh, Glenn Sickle apparently is joining us. I hope that's Beam. 
When sickles. <laughs> Hello, Corey. Beam. Gentlemen. Well, Good was... evening, guys. How are hey, you? Glenn. <clears throat> Hi. We were thrown off by the Glenn when it came yeah, on. Like, I Who fuck this guy? I almost uh, yeah. yeah, I think the reason why was because... Hold on, I'll turn myself down a little. Um, I think the reason why is... Uh, well, yeah, because it was um, a few friends and uh, we used to just go bowling all the time back in like high school. This is and we would just come up with journey of a story. I, didn't... I know. And this was my bowling name. Glenn Sickle. This is what you have Glenn my bowling Sickle. name. All right. All right. Yeah. Glenn Sickle's your bowling name. Correct. We still don't know your real name. I respect the shit out of that. <laughs> I I actually really really like that. Yeah, I feel like Beam. I'm winning. That's his official name, Beam. Right. So it's Beam or Captain Sickle. Corey, has anyone taught you that uh from the third chin up does not <laughs> is not a good camera angle or is this something that you guys are still waiting to learn? I mean, I thought it was covered by the beard, but apparently not. Thanks for calling me fat. Yeah, no worries. Yeah, Welcome no worries. to the club, baby. <laughs> yeah, we are all. It's that's the only reason for having. The only reason why we this have beard. This is actually yeah. a new angle for me. I I haven't seen this one before. Looks like good, it. Glenn. Uh, well, uh, please allow us to introduce and welcome back in our first recurring guest on the Civil Mind Sports Show, the boys from Back Porch Podcast and Back Porch Media, uh, Corey C. Dempsey over there and uh, Glenn Sickle slash Beam, uh, who are just happen to be uh, some of the biggest Bills fans that we know. Uh, and wouldn't you know it, the Patriots are playing the Bills in just a few short days. Boys, how are you and how are you feeling about the game? I'm doing well. I am cautiously optimistic about the game. <laughs> I think I'm just, I think I've just been perpetually numb since uh the last Patriots game. You both yeah. were there, right? Possibly because we were there and it possibly be would be because it was incredibly cold. <laughs> yeah, it was like almost a tornado. It was the most correct miserable fucking night ever. <laughs> just like watching the Patriots just run the ball down our throats while we are freezing our fucking balls off like nothing could have been worse. It was terrible. So to uh, break the fourth wall a little bit, you guys graciously um, asked us if we wanted to make it up there. It was probably my fault that we didn't do that because uh, I have a family and shit. But I, and Ray does, Ray does too, but he just doesn't care about them. But I be yeah. fair, I have a newborn. Like, um, it was oh, a month old. Okay. Yeah. Congratulations, man. Oh, don't, don't, don't worry. <laughs> I, I ditched my family behind to be able to attend a game where I got insanely drunk and cold and sad. Yeah, but also <laughs> In that order? Be... Was that the I... order that you... Yeah, actually, I think that's what it would... I think that's correct. Oh, okay. No, actually, you know what? Cold came first. Because then first, you just okay. didn't start to feel anything. <laughs> to uh and but and also to be fair like in terms of what that game meant to you in terms of uh, compared to what it meant to me vastly different until the end which is i am a, a regretting a little bit not going because just watching the mon mundane beating that was put on the bills at that time to be a patriot spectator in that crowd although also uh our dicks would have shriveled up into our chest it would have been just such a Mm, uh, you know, it would have been a good feeling walking out of there. We were with a Patriots fan, and they were reveling in the glory at the end and just, like, smiling while we were just, like, sad and drunk and sullen. It was fucking miserable. 
What made it worse was how confident and happy he was going in, too. So he just got to keep that same energy the entire time. <laughs> this motherfucker. Just get angry like I am, motherfucker. Jesus Christ. Ray, I, I think you had a couple things you want to get off your chest. Oh, absolutely. Uh, so I keep hearing the whole stat that, you know, when the Bills played the Patriots, Mac Jones only threw the ball three times. And I'm hearing it from Bills fans and NFL fans being like almost laughing, like how dare Mac Jones only throw the ball three times. But isn't that more embarrassing as a Bills fan that Mac Jones only threw three times in today's modern NFL and beat you guys? 100%. Okay. Yeah. So I, I just wanted to get that off my chest real quick. No, absolutely. I, keep... I mean, I, I do think like, you know, in normal conditions, potentially at Gillette, like it's going to be a different game. Oh, absolutely. Oh, oh, well, Ray has already actually, if I could just interrupt you real quick, Corey, in our opening takes, Ray has guaranteed that Mac will throw the ball more than three times. And if he doesn't, he has also guaranteed to cut his dick off. So (laughs) I'm, I actually said, I'm willing to sacrifice this game. I don't know. I'll let the bills have the division. I would take a Mac Jones ACL injury within the first three plays just just for the other side of that coin and then shoot a drop so just so you have that in the back it's a whole lot right <laughs> you know, I, a lot, I don't know lot. ray like i mean it's I gonna be nice it, out but... right it's gonna be nice Let it's him not throw a lot ball. of dick it's not like he's losing it yeah ton. it's not you know your <laughs> pinky right, you toe if you ever looked at your pinky toe Something similar to that. Gonna throw off his equilibrium. I don't know. Do you have his balls? Like his balls dragged down there. to his fucking shins. Like his dick is just like it's. Just, <laughs> it's just like a little wind chime, just kind of just there as he's going through life. It's not going to affect a whole lot. He's already had the two kids. He got the vasectomy. What do you need your dick for anyway? Nothing. Nothing, nothing really. Might as well win a bet. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. What What were you saying there, Glenn? No, it's okay. The case was made. He seems super comfortable about it. I'd yeah. say go for it. You you seem you seem almost actually to want it to happen. Totally. totally. Imagine. Yeah, oh, Rich. No, no, no. I know Rich does. Oh, yeah. That, that oh, was yeah, clear. Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, I could care less. Imagine if have... Mac Jones blew his ACL. He had to go out. You had to cut your dick off, and the Patriots still won running the ball like 150 fucking... times again. I'd hold my dick in my hand going, yeah, let's go. We'd throw that on the field, like the dildos on the field. Yeah. Uh, There you go. Are you guys guys looking forward to the Bills Mafia, like, becoming a thing again and being, like, lovable and people being like them again? When you, um, of course, I'm assuming that you guys just start to suck after this. I mean... I'd much rather we win than be likable, but like, come on, we're we're super likable. We donate money to everyone who gets injured. Like, oh, speaking Bill's of that, how many great. how much money is being donated to a billboard in Foxborough again this year? Do, do have we no have idea. that going on yet? <laughs> not, not that I know of, but I hope so. Oh, that's weird. That's uh, weird. Bean, we take one. Do you feel like Bills Mafia has taken a step back in terms of like the lovable? And, and this is actually, I know we've been ragging on you guys and we plan to uh, continue throughout this interview, but I have this personal experience from Red Sox fans. We were the lovable loser and then we became super hateable. Bills Mafia took that turn very quickly. Maybe it's just from New England standpoint, but they kind of went from like lovable, crazy bananas, lunas to just like arrogantly violent. <laughs> Dude, so, all right, and, and like I said, I, I do have a newborn, so I probably haven't paid as close attention to this turn. Do you mind enlightening me? What what did they do that was so bad? Because the most of the conversations I have with Bills fans, they're like, I, I mean, I work at a brewery in a tap room. They seem fairly 
I don't know, kind of in my same mindset, you know. I mean, of course, the one thing they like to point out is being screwed over by the reps, what, in the Tampa game. Like, that's the one thing everyone's still bitter about as Bills fans. Mm. But but what else have they been saying? I'm I'm actually curious. I apologize. No, they I'm... just, I think, like, the, as a whole, the Bills, like, fandom has kind of already acted like they won a Super Bowl because for one season they won the division and Patriots were worse than them. They put up a billboard in Foxborough. It's like the fact that, they their championship was being better than the Patriots for a year, and that was it. That was and your then, Super Bowl. But you lost. You lost this in the is, AFC this is championship. Just a Boston game. thing, though. Like <laughs> no one else huh. cares. It's just you guys who are bitter about it. And you know what? We were miserable for eighteen years. Let us have one. All right. Like, just you let guys us have are one. Super bitter <laughs> about the two Super Bowl losses to the Giants, and I get it. It's just because of the Giants, but like. There's really no rivalry there. Hold on, I'm not bitter about the Giants. Ray, are you bitter to the Giants? I don't have a I don't have a, a a negative feeling about the Giants at all. I mean, I can't watch that Super Bowl highlights. No, I've never watched the yeah. Super Bowl ever. Like that just hurts. But I don't have a yeah. a feeling about the Giants. I rooted for the Bills. I rooted for the Jim Kelly Bills on all of those Super Bowl. I was a Bills fan for those because they're the AFC East, and I was rooting for the AFC East. Now. Fuck you guys. Fuck you <laughs> and the Bills and that whole fucking part of the country. You arrogant, smug pieces of shit. You've been good for one season. So, yeah, maybe it's just I, a me thing. It's very much a you thing. Just let us have one. Can we have one? Just one. We have, you have one. six. Now it's balls. gone. Now it's gone for another 18 years. So, yeah, congrats. Uh, speaking of which, if the Patriots do win Sunday and the AFC East is one, by us uh what do you guys think has to happen with the bills because now you had your one year of glory and now mac jones is here as a rookie quarterback uh do you guys have to blow it up like get rid of sean mcdermott something like that what has to happen no that would be a complete overreaction (laughs) like it's one decent season even if we lose the afc east we're going to make the playoffs in a wild card spot because the jets and the falcons are on our schedule and you know Wait, can I interrupt you real quick? Absolutely. Uh, how about that uh, team? What is it? The Jacksonville Jaguars? Was that supposed to be a layup as well? <laughs> that's, that's we're we're going to not talk that about team that again. Florida? What's that team again? I forgot because they don't win usually. Yeah, Jacksonville. Didn't you guys win? No, you didn't. So, yeah, not every game's a layup for you guys from here on out. Uh, I mean, it's fair, but I think we're still going to make the playoffs. So, like, no, we don't need to blow it up, but – the offensive line I mean, do you is think Dable's got to get looked at, Corey? Do you think Dable's got to get looked at? I think Dable's going to get a head coaching job anyway, so I don't think we have to worry about it. But I do think he needs to get looked at. If I see another lo- fucking run play on second and long, I'm going to lose my shit. It's just fucking ridiculous. I can't take it anymore. <laughs> Dable's going to get his fat ass down on the field. Any coordinator worth his salt doesn't call plays from the box. Maybe he can't waddle down that. there. That's my take. I agree with that. I've noticed that. I'm like, he's just, from above. Mm. he's just sitting up. He's just sitting up in a box, just being all warm and shit. No, he the AC is definitely, the AC is definitely on. Have you seen that fat fuck? He's definitely got the AC blowing in the cold weather. He doesn't give a fuck. What? So obviously, you got uh, the Bills have guaranteed something like two hundred or what? One hundred and eighteen million to to Josh Allen, like a two hundred eighty million dollar contract. You're committed to him, and you should be. He's, you know, top 10, top seven quarterback in the league, you know, at any given time. But he is prone to be a 
to just fuck up in the some of the most royal, hilarious fashion. Just like his head just fucking shuts off. It, it, like I, I last year when they made it to the AFC Championship in the divisional round against the Colts, he fumbled the ball around midfield. And I was, and you let me know if you disagree. But if it was anybody other than Philip Rivers, quarterback in the Colts, the Colts probably win that game because Philip Rivers is just that big of a loser. The number one loser in NFL history for games lost by seven or more, seven or less points is Philip Rivers by like a million games. First of all, thank you to Daryl Williams for recovering that fumble. Big yeah. ups to you, man. And second of all, 1,000%. If it was anyone else, like Philip Rivers mi missing Michael Pittman on that one, like on fourth down, like my, my throat was, in, or my heart was in my throat the whole time. And like, I was not comfortable one bit during that game because Josh Allen had some moments. He had some cocaine Josh Allen moments where he just loses his shit, tosses the ball over his head, just doing whatever. There was a moment in last week's game where he put the ball in his left hand. And I thought he was going to Carson Wentz it and just try and throw a left-handed <laughs> pass. I was like, what are you doing? Stop. What? Stop. Yeah. You yeah. never, you're never quite sure what he's going to do. I, I mean, that's, that's my biggest, that's my biggest thing. I don't know how you coach that out of somebody like that's just kind of instinctual, instinctual. What's this all, what's all this talk about now you're supposed to get a new stadium. If you, if they build a dome, does everyone, does all the Bill fans just take their balls and hand them to Goodell, or do you guys mail those in? How exactly does that work? If they build a dome in Buffalo. I mean, I guess we do have to care about it. It's going to be built to the entire state, I believe, or maybe just the county. Yeah, because I know they're basically asking for a lot of public dollars for that. Yeah. Um, Meanwhile, not to interrupt you, being I'll let you go, but I think Kraft is spending $250 million on just a little upgrade to his stupid fucking uh, 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 that's gonna be the biggest video board in the United States when it's all said and done. Oh, I'm sorry. I apologize. It's all right. No, no, but, no, no, no worries. But yeah, the Bills would like the state to pay for a dome <laughs> in one of the greatest home field advantage stadiums in the in the country. Do you have any oh, yeah. thoughts on that? That would be a massive, I, massive mistake. It's like, would Green Bay build a dome for Lambo? No. Mm -hmm. What? What? It's that's stupid. Although I will say. You know, if we went to another game like the Patriots-Bills game, I'd be much happier in a dome not getting <laughs> my balls frozen off. What would be funny, too, is they build a dome. Would they give uh, Buffalo a Super Bowl? Because you know how they've been doing that with rewarding teams with new stadiums. <laughs> Radio Row in Buffalo? Like, what is it? I mean, dude, it'd be tough to do February in Buffalo, though. Right? Dome. So, right? I mean, I, I get it. Yeah. I, it's not going to break my heart if it doesn't happen. Yeah. yeah. Meaning yeah. like a Super don't Bowl. Don't bring going the Super there. Bowl to Buffalo. Yeah. <laughs> no. yeah. Actually, don't do that. You don't need <laughs> no. that. You don't need to bring that there. You don't need to start that. Buffalo no. would have to invest like the Olympics invest to hold the Super Bowl. <laughs> in order, like just to like build the hotels and shit for people to stay. Yeah. Yeah, isn't it Ralph Wilson or whatever it is new era? Isn't it like almost in a residential neighborhood? Yeah. It's in Orchard Park, like yeah. Where we park is just a veterinary building. Like, that's the parking lot that we park in for the I game. legitimately just thought it was someone's house. I don't know why otherwise. Yeah, and then there's like a oh, what a giant parking the lot street. they have for this house. <laughs> Aunt Mary comes out. Uh, you know, she's got scrambled eggs. She's all pissed. Get off my lawn. 
Uh, what's the one position you guys are worried about this weekend? For me, it's definitely watching out for Dawson Knox. Uh, he's a beast as a tight end. I don't think Kyle Duggar can actually guard him one-on-one. And he's been coming up big lately. So that's my big concern for the Patriots. What's yours for the Bills? For me, it's the offensive line and getting Judon blocked and getting Christian Barmore blocked and all those guys up front. You know, Deion Dawkins might be out on COVID. John Feliciano's out. We had to shift the line all around, and it was not great last week. They kind of worked their way around it in a lot of ways, but, like, the Panthers beat them up in that way. Yeah. So I'm, I'm a little afraid of – Barmore and Judon doing their thing and getting after the quarterback. Uh, and Josh is not great under pressure. That's when he tends to make those crazy, crazy choices. Yeah. Yeah, I would have to kind of agree because I, I, as as Corey, I love the name Cocaine Josh Allen, unless this is something that's actually been going around. But uh, no, right trademark now. that real quick. Trademark it quick. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I just I, that's been kind of the biggest issue. Yeah, that's where we make this. It, that's where we can't have the turnovers. Uh happen and they will kind of with how much he gets put under pressure and how much he's been having to make really dumb plays i mean get rid of the ball would be a nice thing if he would do that sometimes but uh whatever really needs to learn how to just throw the ball away move on next down let's do this this is uber athletic uh players but i i disagree with raymond and dawson knox i think dawson knox is a little bit of a pussy and they kind of pushed him around stefan diggs is the guy the easy answer, but the right answer, he's burned the Patriots every time he's played them in his entire career. Stephon Diggs has burnt them. Even in the in the tornado game, he made that ridiculous catch yeah. on the sideline. He should have caught the ball on the touchdown, one. but he burned his guy, and, he sh- and Josh Allen missed him on the back shoulder show for another touchdown. Stephon Diggs will get open in this game. To your guys' point, if Josh Allen is not under uh, enough pressure, he'll hit him, and, they'll, and he'll burn the Patriots. That's the guy that they should be worried about. And the Patriots have a problem letting uh, quarterbacks go uh, wild running, running, the, yeah. you know, in, in scrambling. And Josh Allen has is your leading rusher, which I don't know if you want to touch on that at all, but he's your leading no, you know rusher what? for the season. So I consider that a, a, something the Patriots need to be aware of and handle. I think the player you need to be worried about is Devin Singletary. I think this is, I think this is really, listen, last week was just a I primer. Can mute, Corey, you want me to mute him or? <laughs> listen, let, let him go, but just know that I disagree that you need to be worried about Devin Singletary. I hope I'm wrong, but like, I don't think you need to be worried. Singletary is about to go off for the first time in his career. I'm just going to say, so. last week was a precursor. It was just a primer. Fair enough. Mm-hmm. He had one good game, and I hope he goes off. I hope it continues. But I'm, I really hope he holds on to the ball. Most importantly. Most importantly. <laughs> that, that's important as a running back. But uh, the Bills came out this week, and they refused to say the name Patriots. Has Sean McDermott learned in the past 20 years that Bill Belichick thrives on this bulletin board material? And should he like look in the mirror and just be like, this is a huge fuck-up, guys. Don't be doing this kind of shit. Bill Belichick lives inside Sean McDermott's head rent-free. Mm-hmm. Wow! Like we after have that good game. Bills fans, here. or maybe all Bills fans are good. All right? Bills fans are good. It's just the crazy ones that jump through. The I have these table. questions written down that I feel bad asking now, but I'll do it. Uh, McDermott, it, it, does he just have a tool bag meter that he jacks up to eleven when he plays uh, Bill Belichick? And is there enough sperm left? Do you think after last year beating the Patriots twice, does Sean McDermott, if he wants kids again, does he have enough sperm left in him after last year, after just probably ejaculating all over the locker room after beating the Patriots twice in a year? What is with this fucking guy? He went 
He went absolutely insane after that fucking that loss this season. I mean, he was so frustrated. It was very clear. And he's just like, let's not give Bill Belichick more credit than he deserves. I'm like, dude, he just beat you by throwing the ball three times. Like, just accept it and like let's move on and let's just like say the right thing. So like I don't know what his deal is when it comes to the Patriots and Bill Belichick, but he needs to he needs to clean that one up because again, like you said, just bulletin board material like for the Patriots and that's Belt Belichick's whole thing. Like just don't say anything that the other team can use. That's why he's a fuck nut in all the, you know, post game yeah. pressers and stuff. But it's great. It's great strategy. I don't know. It seemed like him trying to pump up his team with referring to them as the first place Patriots going into the game in Buffalo didn't work. So why not try a different tact? Yeah. Yeah, I just uh I don't know. Look, he he has uh so the best probably statistically the best success against the Patriots in the past 20 years as an AFC East opponent. Like that should be enough just to be like, look, we, you know, we can we can beat these guys. This is we can hold our own. Yeah. Big a fucking deal. It's like to just go in and play our game. Just to, uh, on paper we're probably better than them. Let's just go beat them. But instead they go absolutely insane. Now, before the game, I yeah, I just and you can kind of see it leak into um, when they play into the game and, and they kind of lose their heads a little bit if things go awry. And I don't know, like you said, going back to Josh Allen, who's your most important player, you kind of need to temper that down as much as possible because he's the guy that could lose you a game on a bad play like that. Which, my, which is my prediction, it was my prediction in the first game, didn't really necessarily come true. Um, but I think that they're so evenly matched um, and the Patriots are, you know, offensively limited that it's going to come down to a, a Josh Allen fumble interception or the Patriots defense kind of making a play to make this a win for the Pats game. If they don't get that, I think the bills come away with it. I think it's going to be close. What are you guys kind of final thoughts on the, uh, on this game coming up? Yeah. I mean, I definitely think it's going to be close. I definitely think it hinges on Josh Allen playing mistake-free football. And if he does so, I think we win it. Um, if he has some of those nonsense plays or if Singletary starts fumbling or if Isaiah McKenzie's back for punts and he does what he did before, <laughs> like any of those types of things is just going to like destroy any game plan we have. All that 20 years of psychology just starts creeping into your head and you start playing poorly. So, you know, for me, I think we just need to play like a solid mistake-free football game. And I think, like you said, we're probably better on paper. So let's just do that. I mean, throw the ball to your best player. Like yeah. actually do that a bit more too. Like just do the things you need to be doing. And it just feels like we haven't been all season. It's been weird, inconsistent, and oddly reliant on the run in a lot of ways. So you got uh, is from an outside perspective, does going to Foxborough, does going to Gillette, does that like creep into your mind in terms of like when the Patriots go to Denver, it's a problem. When they go to Kansas city, it's a problem. When teams go to green Bay, it's a problem. Like there's a, you know, there's certainly a stigma with a lot of stadiums across the league. Us as Patriots fans, we don't believe that exists in Foxborough. We don't like the physical existence of Foxborough. We don't think makes a difference, but I'm interested to hear the perspective from a outside uh, fan base like going into Gillette does that make you think that it's harder to win versus who was uh, at home it's honestly tough to answer because for so many years it was just going to Gillette meant 
going to see Tom Brady and Bill Belichick, like two of the greatest ever do it. So I don't know if it's just like going to Gillette or if it's all that that was wrapped up in it. Like, I don't personally feel anything. I think it was just like we used to go see Brady and Belichick in Gillette and that fucking sucks. So, right. It wasn't the location. It was the opponent. That was for me, like what it was. And just real quick to, 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 to how did that feel? to have your season upended by first Belichick and then Brady, but now on different teams in two weeks in a row. (laughs) Did that cross your mind? And was that hard to handle? Uh, Yes. And thanks for uh, posting on your Instagram and tagging us in it to just remind us of that. Really appreciate that. You guys. Oh, that was, that was really nice of you guys. We did that. I don't remember that. Sorry. Bill's our social media manager. Yeah. Bill's not here tonight. So sorry. Um, again, again, yeah. wasn't wasn't on the episode when uh, when we had you guys on. I don't know if you guys know this or not or can't figure it out, but he's a massive cunt, and that's why he oh. doesn't make appearances. Uh, he also likes to murder, and I think you guys would send him off. <laughs> oh, fair enough. <laughs> uh, so you guys are a movie-based uh, podcast, the Back Porch po- uh, Podcast, Back Porch Media now. Uh, Jesus, you want to try that again, dumbass? Nope, nope. <laughs> question for you. Uh, you guys cover movies, obviously. I came out to Rich and Bill the other day. I've watched The Matrix. I don't understand it at all. It's the next big movie that's out. Are you guys watching it? What's your thoughts on the Matrix franchise? You, have you already watched it? Like, what, what's the deal? I am oh, watching I... it as soon as we get off the Matrix okay. Resur- Resurrections. As soon yes. as we get off, I'm going to watch it. Okay. I'm going to try tonight. I don't know. It, I, my, I don't control my life anymore. No. But did you I've guys like? It. Do you I have like an it? opinion. If you want to hear about it, but can you just give? Do you? Do either of you have a thirty-second explanation to make Ray's dumb brain understand the original Matrix trilogy? I don't understand what you don't understand. Thank this, you. Like, yeah, no, that's it's enough. pretty basic. Like, there's pills. You know? There's fucking numbers and green shit. And there's like, you know, it's right? You know that have... game they used to have, The Sims. Yeah. There you go. It's like wow. all the people in that were characters in yeah. The Sims, and then he gets unplugged from the Matrix, so he's no longer living in a computer simulation, and he's fighting a war against the machines who are keeping him in that computer simulation. Holy fuck. Corey, thank you so much for that. I just did that. I did <laughs> oh, you that. Didn't, you didn't do fucking oh, shit. Corey oh, just explained that beautifully. Oh, right. What's the next oh, yeah, big movie you guys? What's the next big movie you guys look forward to seeing coming out? Oh, I'm going to see Licorice Pizza in a couple days. Uh, it's the new Paul Thomas Anderson movie. Okay. And it has two first-time actors, Alana Haim from the band Haim and Cooper Hoffman, who is Philip Seymour Hoffman's son. I'm really jazzed about that one. Paul Thomas Anderson, huge fan of him. No, I'm just trying to find the time. I The one I'm looking forward to most literally is The Matrix because it is a series that I actually really enjoy. Nice. So whenever I actually get the time to watch it, I'm all over it. Nice. Nice. What's the um? What's the one with oh god, damn it! Uh, Bradley Cooper's in it. It's a lot of big names. Oh yeah, uh, Nightmare Alley. Nightmare yes. Guillermo uh, del Toro movie. It's yeah. It looks really good. I'm excited yeah. to go see that one. That's the one. And there's another one. Uh, Don't look up with Leo. It's um. Oh yeah, yeah, about, yeah Like an that? asteroid coming to hit the Earth, Meryl and he Streep has to go and, on a uh, tour. Yeah. yeah. I think uh. Kate Blanchett is in it. Tyler Perry is in it. Like a huge number of recognized. Jennifer movies. Lawrence. Yeah. And it's coming out on uh, Netflix in a couple days. I think uh, tomorrow, actually. Christmas Day. Yeah. Christmas, Christmas Eve. Eve. Yeah. Christmas, Christmas Eve. Eve. 
but we're this is released on Friday. You guys got to play the time machine. Oh, game? sorry. Uh, yeah. I, no, my bad. It's my bad. <laughs> well, yeah. There's a you know this is the time of year where we get some good uh, some good flicks coming out for sure, and we definitely get some good football and should be a good weekend all around. If you're yes. uh, into sitting around doing nothing, watching the tube, and with a newborn, beam that. That's all you're gonna that, be doing. That's right. Or, that's right up your alley. It should be. Oh yeah, time. yeah. If if he, he's got to stay asleep first, that's that's more the thing. The focus can't just be around him, you know, uh, to be able to actually enjoy these things. No, at least for the game, my wife is a. She actually like will take the kid. I don't oh, have nice. to before at least during the game. So I at least I at least have that privilege bestowed upon me. So nice. that's all. Awesome. We let our just cry for free. three and a half hours. Just game focus. <laughs> well, she'll be all right. We'll get to her. <laughs> boys we appreciate the time thanks so much and uh you know love tuning into your guys stuff as well uh we, we throw it back to you just let us know where we can catch all the back porch media stuff uh moving forward Corey, this is always you so you can look on instagram we are at back porch media on twitter at Porchback media and all our podcasts are on spotify and apple podcasts and yeah you can check us out there yeah we've been on a slight hiatus uh, not even really mentioned. It just kind of went off. Um, but we're coming be back in back. January. Coming back in January. So 2022 is the year. <laughs> sure. Yeah. Absolutely. Awesome. All right, guys. Uh, well, we will. We'll certainly check in um, uh, after the Pats game and and see how it goes. Maybe we'll have we may have you guys back for some reactions. Depending if, if the Patriots win, we'll have you guys. Yeah, back. if they did, yeah. yeah. If, if they, they lose, lose oh, we'll never cowards. talk to you again. Come on, that's no fun. <laughs> well, like, Ray won't be let here. Us enjoy he can't this. handle that. He just I can handle it. it. I can handle it. Okay. You guys we'll just can't let us have something here. Like why? Just let us let's enjoy this moment. All right. No. <laughs> also, I don't know how to kick you out, so you're gonna have to leave. All right, fellas. Appreciate you. Go Bills. <laughs> hey, happy holidays, boys. See you, boys. Later. By Glenn. By Glenn. Like those guys. Love those guys. Great guys. Uh, what, what do you say? So, again, that was um, Glenn Sickle, a.k.a. Beam, and Corey Dempsey from Back Porch Podcast. They are primarily kind of a movie podcast. Yeah. Um, Ray and I jumped on with them a little while back. Ray was time traveling at 10 a.m., Mm-hmm. Um, I had something to do, but I lasted an hour. I think you stayed two hours. I think they just got a high, drink beers, and talk movies. And that is a great, great time, too. It's a fantastic recipe for a podcast. Yeah. I listened to it uh, on our drive up to New England again this time. Good guys. I like them. Very classic Bills fans. Very classic Bills fans. I was hoping to get a little bit of a new age Bills fan from them, like a little mm. bit of that cocky arrogance, but no, None. we didn't get it. We didn't get it. So what do you think of their, uh, of, uh, so let's do a little cleanup on their conversation about the game and we'll get some final predictions before we move on. Cause we got a little bit of Celtic stock to get to the headlines and then uh, we'll close it up. But do you think that they were pretty, well, first of all, Glenn, a.k.a. Beam, has a newborn and clearly doesn't know what the fuck he's talking about. The Bills have not relied on the run game iota this year. Hey, we all been there when you have newborn brain on you. <laughs> yeah, no, he not, like the days don't make sense, the time, you're just fucking drowsy all the time. Yeah, that's no, that. yeah, yeah. In his yeah. mind, Thurman Thomas was Devin Singletary. Yeah. That's why we should be afraid of him because yeah. he hasn't slept. He's sleep in, deprived. Yeah. yeah. 
No, yeah. totally understandable. Yeah. Um, but I think I think Corey understood it, and we we're all on the same page. They're like, it. This is Josh Allen, right? Like yeah. the whole fucking game comes down to Josh Allen. Clearly, it, it depends on the Patriots and how they play him and their defense. If they hold Josh Allen to twenty points, that we should win. be enough, and the Patriots should win. Yeah. And does that include? some late game blunder from Allen uh, to put the Patriots in a position to either regain the lead or pad the lead and salt it away. I think well, that's it's almost like, yeah, that's the game plan. I mean, that's the blueprint that we're looking at, right? It's almost like guarantee. Like whenever the big lights are on, look at the playoff games that he's done against Houston, against the Colts, against the chiefs, you know, Whenever Josh Allen has the lights on him and it's a big game atmosphere, he always has one of those big blunders where you look at it and be like, what the fuck is this guy thinking? So come Sunday, this is for the AFC East title. This is a big game. I guarantee you he has a big game blunder, third, fourth quarter. Something big is going to happen, and he's going to do something stupid, and it's going to cost his team big. Now you mentioned in the interview Dawson Knox being a, a big threat for the Patriots. I disagreed with you. Hash that out a little bit more. Why is Dawson Knox more of a threat than Stephon Diggs? I don't know. It just seems like as a late Kyle Duggar has been playing great football. I won't take that away. But for some reason, the tight ends have always been a big recipe for opposing teams coming into Gillette or when we play them. Uh, Dawson Knox has been lights out one of their big playmakers when uh, Diggs and Emmanuel Sanders have been covered. You know, that's Josh Allen's binky pretty much. I, that's what I feel. So I feel like he could have a big game if Kyle Duggar just lets him. I feel like Kyle Duggar lets him catch the ball. No matter what, they'll let him catch the ball and he tries to do a big hit. So Dawson Knox, that kind of guy that he he's not the big tight end. He's kind of quick that he can make a move and go kind of thing, you know? Yeah, I, I just like the matchup. And I, I don't know if he's the guy that burns them. Like, I, I think he, Kyle Duggar, Adrian Phillips. I think he's going to be a problem. Maybe like I can see him a problem on a third down pickup. We don't Cole Beasley is still doubtful, right? Uh, so he's not vaccinated and he is in COVID protocol. So he's out. It's, well, it's weird because they won't talk about it. They won't, they can't because uh, the NFL is just going to stop fucking testing these guys. The same way they did last year. Come play. I'm, oh, come I'm play convinced come playoffs. They stop testing them. Oh, fuck. Yeah, absolutely. I'm convinced that's where they're going to start doing it here too. But either way on third down, Dawson Knox, I could see being a problem. But I think they need – I think that this Patriots defense get beat by bigger plays than that. They get – think about the losses. Think about the yeah. losses that they've incurred. They get beat by big, 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 big plays. Yeah. So even against you – know, let's look back to the Tennessee game. Without that 67-yard run by the Hilliard, game. like oh, they fucking yeah. owned it. The yeah. Indy game, without that 67-yard run by – Taylor, they were in a position to come back and win. Yeah. It's these big plays that um that put them in bad positions. I don't think Knox is that guy that's going to do that. I think Stefan Diggs is the guy that's going to do that. It'll be interesting to see how they defend him. Hopefully they're not fucking dumb enough to put JC Jackson on him again one-on-one -on -one to get smoked because we've seen how that works. Have seen you seen JC Jackson's press conferences today or Thursday? Not. He pretty much said that, you know, I like playing on an island. I like going one-on-one -on -one with someone. I like locking people down, kind of like referring to Stefan Diggs. So I'm like, you fucking butts. Why well, give him that kind of material? That guy's been owning you since you've been on this Patriots team. Don't give him that kind of bulletin board material. I'd be surprised if Bill did it. I'd be surprised if Belichick did it. Because oh, Belichick is kind of 
half-handedly been knocking JC down a peg or two after all of his good games. Yeah. I'd be surprised if we didn't see Stefan Diggs with bracket coverage because who else? They got Gabriel. It's pretty good wide receiver. Who's been having the past three games? He's been fucking lighting up the stats sheet. Really good. Yeah. He's been really good. Um, or two games. Look, the Bills are fucking good. They should be good, but they've been inconsistent. It's not like they're fucking throwing up. They're lighting up the scoreboard, right? What did they score last week? Mid twenties? No, it was thirty against uh, Carolina. Was thirty. So they so they they skirted thirty. Well. I just should be a good game. Got to see oh, more out of the a, offense. Got to see more out of Mac Jones game, in the offense for sure. Yeah. And obviously, uh, you know, we're going to touch on the COVID stuff. We'll get to it in the headlines, maybe the end of the show. But uh, Kendrick Bourne is still questionable for the game. Uh, they're optimistic that he'll get out of protocol for the game. But obviously, that's going to be a um, a big addition if, if the Patriots can get him. We talked about Beasley. I think we'll be out. He should be out if he's not vaccinated and got yeah. it the week, like if the, he, if he does play, the NFL has a lot to answer for uh, the other injury news for the Patriots. Damian Harris is expected also to play with that hamstring. I don't expect a lot out of him, but if they want to use him for short yardage goal line stuff, um, you know, you could, you should expect to see him there. Well, Ramondre Stevenson is on the injury report the past two days with an illness. So he hasn't practiced Wednesday or Thursday. So that's a big thing to watch. Out I think for they too. also have the cold flu thing going through the, to the team too, because Belichick um, sounded like shit caught that too. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, they got a little bit working against them, but what should be working for them is they got their asses kicked in Indy. And uh, like we talked Belichick. about on Tuesday show, generally good Belichick teams respond well to those type of games. I guess we're about to find out if this is a good Belichick team. Mm-hmm. On that note, your prediction, my friend. What do you think? Is, what do you? What do you? What do you like? What do you see? What do you see? It's a happen? close game. Close game. Hard for me to talk. It's hard for me to. Twenty-four, twenty-one, Patriots. I think the Patriots win it. It's at home. I think Mac Jones plays well. I think it's going to come down to the fourth quarter. Either we're going to be up three and the Bills are going to be rolling and Josh Allen interception or fumble something stupid. But yeah, I, it's going to be a three-point game. Twenty-four, twenty-one. I'm going with 23 to 20. Nice. Patriots? Patriots. Okay. This is how I come up with it. I don't know. You know, you come up with it. Those are all touchdown. 24 to 21 is three touchdowns by the Pats and a field goal. Mm-hmm. I think they, I don't think they get three touchdowns. I don't, when, how many games this year have they got three touchdowns? Not a lot. Not a lot. I got two touchdowns, three field goals. That you gives me the 23. Ball. You love yourself some Nick Folk. Well, I just go with the numbers. And I and I think the uh the Bills get a couple touchdowns, but miss an extra point and a field goal. And that gives me the 20. Hmm. 23 to 20 or 23 to 20 or 26 to 23, something like that. You're Mid-20. saying like wide right field goal for the Bills that they let me say the 20. Let me say 26 to 23, a real nasty score. Ooh. 26 to 23. Nice. I'm going to go with like that. that a little higher scoring, but a couple, a lot of field goals from Folky and a missed extra point from the bills. Yeah. A little wide, right. If you would a little wide, right. I like it. I like it. Ah, big. Uh, well, let me ask you this last question. I have the biggest big game, obviously for the Patriots. Is this the biggest game for the Patriots since the 2018 Super Bowl? Yes. And the, the only one that would, um, that you would put up against it would be the Tennessee playoff game with the last game Brady played as the Patriots. Nope. 
That's I just I one. agree. It's not a, the, that game was not as important as this game. I think the Bills game the two weeks ago was another important game. Yeah, you could you yeah, could yeah. say almost as important as this one. Yeah, because the stakes are higher. You're looking to come back. That for the Tennessee ACs, man. The Tennessee game with Brady, you were on the you were on the outs. It was the end of the end. Everyone kind of knew that this was it. Like that was that, and then the uh, most unhappiest eight and zero quarterback of all time. The right was on the wall. Everyone kind of knew. A real Patriots fan knew that this guy was on his way out. Like that Tennessee game, right. we kind of all saw the writing on the wall. This is it. But I mean, now you got Mac Jones, your rookie year. You could win the AFC East after last year's seven and nine performance. Uh, you could go in Kansas City's got the COVID bug. This could be for first place in the AFC. So there's a lot riding on this game in week 16. So yeah, this is a huge, huge game. Agreed. Agreed. All right. Well, well, we shall see, of course, and we'll be back on Tuesday with uh, with all of the ramifications. Maybe, maybe it's the holidays. So Bill's not with us. I will be out of touch. Maybe Raymond will just give you a 15 minute solo show on the. Uh, I've done it the, before. I can do it again. Recap. Uh, we'll figure it out. Regardless, we'll be back next end of next week to hash it all out. Uh, before that, Go ahead and throw it over to headlines with the obvious one. Uh, thank you, Richard. The Patriots take on the Bills Sunday at 1 p.m. in an anticipated rematch of the Wind Bowl in Buffalo three weeks ago. With a Bills victory, they would lead the division with the division record tiebreaker over the Pats. The Patriots look to bounce back from a filthy Colts loss and lock up the AFC East. The COVID Celtics defeated the COVID Cavs 111 to 101. Jalen Brown led all scorers with 34 points and pitched in six rebounds. Robert Williams had one of his best games as the Celtics with 21 points, 11 rebounds, seven assists, and jacked his trade value to the moon. Make a fucking deal, Brad. And the 40-year-old Joe Johnson scores his first points in the NBA since 2018. In other uh, COVID-related news, it's official. The NHL will not be sending any players to Beijing for the Winter Olympics. The NBA, however, plans to power through Adam Silver speaking on the issue. The virus will not uh, eradicate, and we're going to have them have to live with this through the season. This has been Headlines and a Blunder with the obvious one. Back to you, Richard. (laughs) The virus will not be eradicated, and we're going to have to learn to live with it. Boom, I got it. Quote. Quote. Virus. End quote. End quote. Uh, yeah, that's uh, that's Adam Silver for you, powering through, just taking a book out of the uh, out of the NFL playbook. And you know what? Uh, you had this point in the text chain the other day. I think you, you're kind of right. It's not going anywhere. You just got to figure it out. I just got an update from something. Not that we. Oh, this is from the Athletic. So take this for what you will. Here's the headline. I have not read this, but it says the asymptomatic don't spread COVID nineteen, which. If anyone's been paying attention, not that we get into politics, which was what COVID has become, but if anyone's been paying attention to the actual science of this thing, the asymptomatic, they carry a a smaller viral load, as you would, which means that there's less of the disease to spread, which means you're less, you have less of ability to spread it, which kind of just makes sense. That's a little bit of logic going on there. So uh, these sports leagues, obviously, I think are going to move towards if you're asymptomatic, you play. And your point, Ray, if you're vaccinated, you play. If you're unvaccinated, get the fuck out of here. You're screwing shit up. Yep. (laughs) 
<laughs> fucking Kyrie. Uh, all right. Well, we can touch on that if you want. Let's do a little Celtics chat over the weekend. You had a typical Celtics loss to the 76ers at a fourth quarter, uh, a small fourth quarter lead. You blew it on mental mistakes and uh, your lack of ability to close with your best players, particularly Jalen Brown, who had the ball in his hands. But also, if you want to blame Tatum, he didn't have the ball in his hands. And oh, Embiid I- did. Raymond, you oh. want to speak on that? Uh, quickly, uh, the problem was that Robert Williams and Al Horford were out, so no one could stop Joel Embiid that game. I'll give you that, but uh, at the end of that game, Embiid hit two fadeaway jumpers from the baseline. Frankly, I'll live with that. No, he didn't have any defense. I mean, Ennis Freedom is not going to defend that. If, if Embiid's on and he's hitting that shot, then that's going to go in. I think the bigger problem I had in that situation is Jalen Brown got three attempts, basically in a one-on-one situation. Now, granted, he scored 30 points. He was on, but Jason Tatum, mind you, is the leading fourth-quarter scorer in the NBA. I'm not saying that he's developed the clutch gene, but he has proven to be able to deliver in the fourth quarter, and for him not to touch the ball at all while Embiid goes off, that's another blunder that's in that's a fucking coaching blunder and a team blunder and like maybe tatum doesn't want to step on brown's shoe uh, you know well he does seem very weird yeah it seems weird even in the cleveland game it seems very weird because jalen brown the first two quarters went off and i don't think scalabrini mentioned jason tatum's name at all in those first two quarters it was the jalen brown show it seems Which like is fine for me. Jalen starts. Oh, hot. absolutely. Yeah. And Tatum absolutely. starts slow traditionally. Yeah. So it would be nice if they could, those two could figure it out. Be like, Hey man, you're a hot starter. Why don't you go get your buckets first half? I, I kind of get rolling in the second. Let me do that. But again, the, the question, the problem, all, which has been this way for two years since the bubble, who gets the ball and what do you do when it comes down to crunch time? And the, I'm going to say this, Jason Tatum's best offense comes within the offense. When the offense gets rolling, Jason Tatum gets rolling. And when they get into these crunch times, they go to the classic NBA situation where it's ISO ball. And these guys are not, they don't have the skill set to do ISO ball. No. They, they don't have it. No. So, and they still haven't learned that yet. So it's a little bit frustrating to watch. Um, I'll give you a couple of takeaways I took from these last couple of games. Um, Jalen Brown in his five games. Hold on. Let me give you some statistics here. I pulled up five games back from that hamstring injury. I'm not trading him, Raymond. I'm still oh, not, not trading either. him unless it's for one of the top guys in the league. Cause the dude's legit. And he's just a bucket. He's just a bucket on the court. So in his five games back from his injury, he's gone from 19 points, 20 points, 23 points, 30 points, 34 points. He went four rebounds. Nine rebounds, four rebounds, five rebounds, six rebounds, five assists, two assists, five assists, five assists, three assists. They're fucking good, man. The Jays are good. You can't break these guys up. They just got to learn how to win and maybe put a different team around them, which brings me to my next couple points here. Um, we talked about the Philly game being a perfect example of, of what this team is. However, missing Horford or a guy like Horford that can defend um, the Embiid's and guys in the paint that hurt them. Mm -hmm. This is why I'm against trading Horford, by the way. I get his money makes sense, 
but I like El Horford. Any trade for, per, uh, proposal I would have would be Robert Williams rather than oh, well, Don't Horford. jump ahead, Ray. Oh, I'm sorry. I didn't uh, read before we get to that. I didn't we, read the email, bitch, dude. I'd like you to, we've expressed this before, but Peyton Pritchard has made his point. He belongs in the rotation. He's your backup point guard. He's the best pure point guard you have on the team, and he's probably your third best shooter behind the Jays. Your yep. third best pure shooter Ooh, behind the Jays about, is Peyton Pritchard. Uh, what about Peach Best? Ooh, best shooter out of the draft. Draft, yeah. I mm-hmm. think, I think he uh, he's shooting about 19% from three. So... Maybe uh, twenty nine. That, that's best shooter in the draft. Although Grant Williams is in forty one percent from the. From yeah, the, I hate seeing that on Twitter. Be like, you guys are fucking bozos. How dare you say this guy's tradable and he sucks? Uh, please, everyone gets lucky once in a while. Everyone's tradable except for the Jays. Yeah, which uh, specifically should make Dennis Schroeder Schroeder tradable in that contract with his upside. He should be a guy that you should go get a couple assets for and let Peyton Pritchard be your backup uh, point guard. Absolutely. For sure. And also it, I mean, Romeo Lankford is no star, but he's a good defender and he probably plays well with, with the J, you know, he, he fits a role on this team and another chance to showcase a guy to maybe go out there and look, the Celtics are looking to land another third star. You know, Sabonis' name has been out there, Miles Turner, um, DeJounte Murray out of, out of San Antonio, De'Aaron Fox out of Sacramento. You got to make these guys, you got to make all of the guys outside of the Jays tradable, which is to my next point, Robert Williams is the perfect, the perfect trade bait. He I just went for 21, 11, and 7. Like he's a rim running guy. He's high IQ around the basket. He blocks two. He's got average two blocks a game. The guy's potential is huge, but he's not the guy the Celtics need. He's 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 a final piece. Same as Marcus Smart. Marcus Smart's a good guy for the Lakers or the Warriors. He they're a they're a final piece on a team that has its real solid core. Those two guys that 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 solid four core that people are talking about between the Jays, um, Marcus Smart and Robert Williams. That's that's not right. No, no. Marcus Smart and Robert Williams are not core pieces. They're auxiliary pieces. But Robert Williams is playing his ass off, and he looks terrific, and he's on a good contract. He should be your main piece to go get a Sabonis who can score 30 a night, collect 10 to 12 rebounds and dish out seven assists. He's a legit all-star better than Robert Williams. Yeah. Um, I just hope that Brad and the NBA capitulate and they just do something because I think they need it. They need to do something. And I also was going to throw this idea out to you. Uh, obviously Marcus Smart can't get moved for anything until January, but do you think Peyton Pritchard would be a starting point guard on this team? No, uh, not yet. Not yet. I don't think Peyton Pitchers is a starting point guard in the NBA because of his defense. But if you could get think... better assets, like for like a power forward, a center, a, a shooting guard, something like that, and then like a decent point guard, but not a starting point guard, would you rather start Peyton Pritchard and get those kind of assets back? Sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. That's absolutely. what I'm saying. You know, they're not going to win the championship this year. So if, if your moves, a force Peyton Pritchard to be your starting point guard, then fine. And yeah. next year you go, I would like to go see them go get a veteran, a Ricky Rubio type of veteran, oh. like a 
legitimate point guard. Watching veteran. him again on the Cleveland Cavaliers, I was like, why didn't we go address this? 19 mil? Fucking kidding me? Yeah. Ricky Rubio or Marcus Smart? Ricky Rubio. No shit. You know, you know why? Because he doesn't play hero ball and he likes to facilitate the damn basketball. Marcus Smart has also not played hero ball. Can I? Okay. All he right. He hasn't. He hasn't lately, but he, what is his past tell you? That it when he wants me, to take over a game, he tries to take over and play hero ball and shoot and jag up threes because he has 30% uh, career three-point percentage. It tells me that Marcus Smart doesn't know how to play basketball, which leads me to our airing of grievances, which you Ooh. can find in the after show, which will be just after this because we ran late with the Back Porch Boys. So I'm going to say Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. And this has been the Simple Mind Sports Show, Christmas Eve edition, December 24th. Bye. Bye bye. Merry Christmas. We will. Oh, early lines is on Sunday. Yeah, for sure. There'll be another show. Before the new year. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They'll be on that show. I was going to say see in 2022, but that's incorrect. That's incorrect. Raymond, welcome to the airing of Grievances, Simple Mind Sports Show Edition. This is oh, we my just favorite. have a few minutes for this. Allow me to um, piggyback off of our uh, Celtics take and Marcus Smart take and my opening take on the NBA and their stupid fucking rules. And this is something like off of the Philly game with the Celtics. Marcus Smart. And maybe it was, maybe he got hit. This was also in the Cavs game. So the Philly game, this is what pissed me off. He drove, he got fouled by tie ball. He got pushed and then he flailed his arm because that's what Marcus Smart does. He flails and he hit tie ball on the face. Yep. And then the, and then the, the refs went and looked at this thing for real time, 10 minutes, mm-hmm. like an actual 10 minutes. We had to wait for the fucking thing to come. And they called a technical foul on Marcus Smart. A technical foul. Yep. On an, in, an incident. Fucking he hit him in the face. That's You want to call foul? Fine. You want to call foul? Fine. But I will take it even further. In real time, you don't replay. That's not a play you, you send to replay. If anyone gets touched in the face, it's like automatic video review. It's so ridiculous. Even it's, if it's not intentional. No, of course it wasn't intentional. No. Most fouls in the NBA are not technically intentional. No. You're going for the ball. You're, you know, you're like, this is like the, the intentional foul in basketball always perplexed me. It's like you call an intentional foul on a guy going to the rim that gives him, yes, it's an intentional foul. I don't want him to get a fucking layup. I'm intentionally fouling. So do you, you don't want that to happen, but you do want it to happen. It just get rid of all of it. Just fucking get rid of all of it. Just call it on the floor. Get rid of replay in basketball. And the other side of that is Marcus Smart, because in the Cavs game, this happened. This little sequence happened. Celtics had the ball. Marcus Smart at the end of the show we talked about has not been playing hero ball. He's been trying to do the right thing and pass it and be a distributor, and he's been okay at it so far this year but this sequence happened where the Celtics were dishing the ball around I was moving they had the defense fucking churning 
and they pass it to Marcus Smart, who had a wide open three directly in front of the rim, and he just kind of skipped past it to the next guy who was guarded, who then sent it back to Marcus Smart, who was open again, who then tried to send it to Jalen Brown across the court and got stolen and went for a layup. It's not that you shouldn't shoot, Marcus. It's that you shouldn't shoot shitty shots. So when you get the ball twice with an open three, shoot the fucking thing. It's like you just doesn't know how to play basketball. And then the other and then a possession later, a guy went to the rim and like went for the shot and then came down and kind of inadvertently hit Marcus Smart in the chin. No foul was called. No technical was called on that. But then Smart went down and acted like someone fucking shot him in the face. He was down for, again, five fucking minutes. Which you guys laugh at soccer. The NBA is turning into fucking oh, the soccer. The way it's that, soccer. Don't even fucking talk to I'm about saying, that. I'm not saying that they are soccer. I'm saying no, they're turning into it. Yeah. Don't turn the subject here. I'm shitting on basketball for that. And specifically Marcus Smart for that, who's one of the worst players that does it, that complains on the fucking ground of a basketball court that he got hit oh. in the face a little bit. Like, are you bleeding? Like, Jesus Christ, man. Like, okay, you get hit, you you console a little bit, and then you get up and move. Fucking hey. I'm so done with Marcus Smart. That's my number one airing of grievances. Raymond, go ahead. Hmm. I'm going to go with, I know we don't do politics, but I have to do it. Ooh. Dr. Anthony Fauci, this motherfucker that you have ruined two years of my life, sir. I don't have many more you left on this planet, but you are making me cooped up in fucking houses. I can't go out. I can't do Bender Boys weekend because you motherfucker and this COVID shit, you have the power to just say, hey, guys, it's all set. Let's go out and party. But no, <laughs> nay, nay, nay. You keep fucking making us be in shelters and not going out and living our lives. You son of a bitch, Anthony Fauci. Fuck you. A second, uh, we don't do politics, but I second that. Thank second you. the fucking dumbass Anthony Fauci and stupid science. Fuck oh. Anthony Fauci. Fuck what a fa- prick. Fuck science. Uh, would you like me to go again? Sure, you're on a roll. Fucking Bill. God damn, Bill. <laughs> This fucking guy. How, how does he have Tony a job? Fauci and Bill. How does he have a how does he have a job? It's a uh, vacation, baby. It's okay. We're recording tonight. Today is December 23rd. I'm on vacation, baby. It's a holiday. No, 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 no. Nay, nay, nay. It is December 23rd. This is nothing. You could have came here. And then next week. There's nothing next week. Are you a fucking child? Are you on school vacation where you take a whole fucking week off? What are you going to do? You're going to sit in your whitey tighties and play video games and watch the Matrix and jerk off to Keanu Reeves. That is all you're going to do on this fucking Christmas vacation, you fucking cunt. I'm going to double up on the Bill uh, airing grievances. <laughs> Bill's inability to, his fake inability to lack humility. The the bet, the early lines bet that we have, we have to shave his face. The whole, it's not as bad as Ray waxing himself. I'm just going to shave my face before so I can just get it over with. Just classic fucking uh, psychology behavior that you just, you can't handle. You can't handle the reality that's happening to you. You can just pawn it off on other people. It's just, it, it, I, I don't respect them for it. It's just, it, I don't, I just can't. Ugh, it makes me yucky. It makes me feel yucky. I'll give you another one. I'll give you another airing agreements. Bridgeport, Connecticut. Fuck you. Burn in hell. I'll give you another one. Easy pass. Fuck you, burn in hell. 
Easy Pass is the worst goddamn establishment to deal with in the world. You know how many fines I've got from Easy Pass because they mm-hmm. just don't re up my stupid fucking thing that goes on the on the uh, on the windshield. Just make it like anything else where it's on a credit card. Just automatically pull the money, you fucking cocksuckers. Instead yeah, of send me a $50 paper bill for the, 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 the toll was $2.75, and you send me a $50 administration bill, I call, I went on hold for twenty for an hour and 20 minutes, and some girl just tells me, yeah, no problem, I'll just fucking eliminate it. There's one girl working on the Easy Pass. Who are you paying for the admin fees? Nobody. I hate Easy Pass. I hate Easy Pass. Uh, this will only come true to probably four people: me, Rich, and the other two Bender Boy text exchange. I hate magic tricks. I go on TikTok all the time, and these fucking magic tricks. I I pray that my son doesn't run into this issue because I'll be on TikTok, I'll be watching this video. What I think is a fucking smoking hot female. Oh no, it's a magic trick. It's a gentleman. And it gets me every time. It's like, how do you date nowadays with these magic tricks? I don't get it. I hate magic. David Blaine, fuck you. I hate it. I hate it all. Agreed. Uh, I'll go. Netflix. Yeah, I'm still watching. Fuck you. Don't judge me. Uh, also, I hate that. I hate West Coast that. Celtics games. I'm not watching that shit. What am I supposed to do? What am I supposed to do? Stay up till 2 o'clock in a goddamn morning? Uh... I don't know what this means. I wrote this down, but I think I was drinking early airplane standards. <laughs> oh no, I know what it means. Early airplane standards. When you get when you're in a flight and you land and the second they they ding that and you can take your seatbelt off, the people that stand up and wait in the aisle. Oh, fuck out. those guys. Damn. I hate those guys. Oh, that happened when I came back from Charlotte. This fucking one girl I'm like, who's this? A fucking queen? Is this the queen's sister? Who the fuck do you think you are, sweetheart? She got Not up from the back and fucking sit the fuck down, lady. Yeah, sit the fuck down. You're not that important. We're all going to fucking Manchester, New Hampshire. You got somewhere to go. You got to go see some leaves. Fuck you, bitch. Sit the fuck down. You got a reservation at Marianne's? Sit down, what honey. The- we- <laughs> yeah. We're all going to the same goddamn place. Yeah, I hate the early air. And you see team. them. You see them at the baggage claim. It's like, so you had to fucking sprint out of this fucking airplane to go to fucking baggage claim to sit with your thumb up your ass waiting for your fucking luggage. And I shit you not, every time my luggage comes first, I go, ha and I just fucking walk past them. <laughs> <laughs> fucking people, man. Do you have any more? Hmm. Not really. No. I have one. My co-host's inability to find the perfect numb. On any given night, you fucking two, you either you're mute and dumb off of fucking gummies or Bill is falling asleep off gummies or you're too fucking drunk and you're mean or Bill is too drunk and won't shut the fuck up. Your inability to find the perfect numb in this show has hard, man. It's really the only thing that's holding us back, frankly. It's, it's hard. It's hard. I, I experiment. Sometimes you have they to take into fast. consideration water and food and uh, the lack of exercise that you have per day. How many steps have you taken? How much have you drank? How much food have you eaten? And then how much beer should you have? That's all right. Then- now, now let me throw it into this. Work sucks. Wife sucks. Kids suck. <laughs> Boom. That See, you didn't play that factor into any of that shit. Why do you think we have a show? This is your therapy. I know it is. <laughs> Every time she's like, what time are you recording? Six. Oh. <laughs> 
She comes down. I'm fucking playing video games, shooting the shit. Thought you were recording. Ah, Bill's late. <laughs> next time I next time I see Kelly. So you guys do a four hour show? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, we got a lot to talk about. It's like golf. It's like how long you're gonna be? Eight hours. It takes you eight hours to play golf. Yep. Yeah, that's right. A lot of preparation. Yep. Mm-hmm. A lot of post game. Uh huh. Well, this has been the airing of Grievances, Simple Mind Sports Show edition. We hope that you join us next year for uh, for our oh. airing of Grievances. Oh, Bill joins us next year for the airing I of don't. Grievances. I don't. I don't. This is better without him. Uh, I hope that you all have a chance to air your own grievances. And if you don't, uh, drop a comment in the uh, YouTube video below or send us a message via social media, and we're sure to read it on air. Uh, I love you. Good night. I don't love you, but good night. I love you, though. Merry Christmas. Was born.